On today's episode of the Wave Podcast, NFL free agency has officially started. The new league year is officially here. NFL free agency is underway. Wednesday at noon is when free agency officially started, and teams have been making deals since Monday. Scoot and I recap all of the biggest free agency landing spots, some of the deals that have been made across the league, and also, of course, the moves that the Ravens have made. We talk about where the Chuck Clark leaves us, where Ben Powers signing in Denver leaves us, and some of the other stuff that's gone on over the past week since the legal tampering period and now new league year have begun. We're also talking World Baseball Classic. As we talked about with Roach last week, World Baseball Classic's here. It's in full swing right now. Uh, group stage is almost over. U.S. has a big winner go home game tonight. So we talk about really how much we've enjoyed this, the tournament so far. We wrap up the show by talking a little bit of golf. Scotty Scheffler won the Players' Championship by five strokes last week. And we got the Masters coming up in a few weeks here as well. And also, last thing we talked about, everybody's favorite basketball tournament, March Madness is officially starting. Today, teams will start playing in the March Madness tournament. The brackets have already been set. So without further ado, let's go ahead. Episode 45. Welcome back to the Wave Podcast. Today is Thursday, March 20, March 16th. Whoa, I was like, now wait a second. <laughs> we're, we're doing this on a Thursday. It got me all fucked up. 2023. Oh, wait. Well, we're releasing it on a Thursday. Today oh. is Wednesday. Oh, okay. Oh, we're recording right, for this March Wednesday. Madness. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, you, we were both real fucked up there. Yeah, yeah. It's just been one of those days. Scott, how are you, dude? Dude, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing, I'm doing, life's good we're on the eve of the most wonderful time of the year yeah man i mean it listen i don't know if it has something to do with the sun being up later i don't know if it has a little something to do with some baseball being on the tv that matters for you it def well for you both but for sure the first one i don't know if it has something to do with march madness coming up i don't know if it has something to do with this vacation that i'm about to go on about to come up i don't know if it has to do with ted lasso I don't know if that's to do with, with the Last of Us ending, and it was remarkable. Dude, my plums have been feeling heavy, and I feel good, dude. I feel lugging nice. Around, lugging them around in a wheelbarrow? Yeah, dude. Life's just good. Life's good. Good hey, that's, stuff. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Thanks. So, um, before we jumped on, you said you had to you had to say something that was going to rile me up. Oh, so we, we can wait. We can wait until we get discussion about some free agent stuff. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. No, other than that, dude, no, I feel great. I'm feeling good. Um, got some, like, interviews lined up and, like, like, this how I've been handling the stressors of, like, this, like, adjustment from, like, working full-time to doing the school, now trying to find a job to kind of help me through school, like, kind of internship, apprenticeship kind of thing. Like, I feel like two years ago I've been really stressed over this, but I'm, like, not. I'm handling, <laughs> That's good. I'm handling it well, and I don't know if it has something to do with just, like, maturing or if it's, like, the life changes I've made. I just feel feel nice, man. Feel good. That's good. That's good. I'm happy to hear that for you. Yeah. Thanks, man. 
How are you? I'm good, dude. All I can think about is March Madness getting started. Dude, I'm so that's literally that's the only thing that's been on my mind. That's literally the only thing that's been on my mind. Today was a busy, fucking busy as hell day at work. And literally all I could think about was I have 64 basketball games to watch tomorrow. But not Dante. Here's the thing. Not just any 64 basketball games. We get like the cream of the crop madness. The best, the, the, this the tournament, this tournament is what I live for. Is pure yeah, chaos. Dude, some of my fondest memories from college, and this will probably speak a little bit to what my college experience was like, but some of my fondest memories from college were during the March Madness tournament, like coming home from class and just plopping on, on the couch next to my roommates and having true TV on for like 12 hours, just watching nonsense stop basketball so, i don't know drinking don't at know. like two o'clock in the afternoon watching like fucking murray state play middle tennessee or something like just random ass mid-majors it's the best dude college, march madness is the absolute best thing in sports arguably of all time it's no I, I see like i don't even think that like if you love sports not a sport if you love sports march madness and this first weekend and, and a little bit into next weekend too next weekend's nice because you it like you kind of get that diluted of the shitty games now, and then you can still get some upsets. You get start seeing the Cinderella story. These next two weekends is phenomenal. And then what this does when you add in the World Baseball Classic, which mm-hmm. has been great, by the way. It's been, it's been awesome. a fantastic tournament. It's been fantastic, and it's only going to get better. But then you get that, and then you get the players last weekend. It's just mm-hmm. been this time of the year is just – it's like the ultimate congratulations making it through your seasonal depression with winter. And here's a gift. Here, Merry Christmas. I, I was just about to say that. It's like the month of March and April with sports is like a reward to sports fans for the shittiness of January and February. Correct. Because all like, we have in January and February is really just playoff football. But like the playoff football only happens on the, on the Saturday and Sunday. So you have nothing. Right, and it's not like a regular like NFL Sunday where like you have a ton of games to watch. Correct, it's... you only have like four games. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's and then and then February you get the second weekend or I guess the third weekend whatever of the Super Bowl, which is great. But then it's over, and then you really don't have anything. Like yeah, college basketball a little bit, and NBA is there, but just the shittiness in February compared to other months is like up the top of the I list. Agree. And and March is just a reward for that. So March so we're April. we're here. March and April are really cool months. Weather-wise, they kind of suck because you want it to be nicer, but it's not. Like, I was just outside of my neighbors. I was doing an adult thing. I saw the neighbors sitting outside chit-chatting, so I walked out and just started chit-chatting with them. But we were talking about the weather, which, of course, we are. And we were just like, March sucks because it's like you get those nice days in February, and then, like, you think, oh, when March comes, it's going to be nice, and it's not. It's just still shit. So, Yeah, I mean, like, today it was it was, like, 50. Yeah, but it and, was fucking blowing my dick off with the wind. I was gonna say the it was like thirty mile an hour winds. It was like uh, it was like that one time that you and I played at uh, Chesapeake Bay Golf Club. Yeah, just you couldn't even stand upright with the wind. It was terrible. Dude, you know what? You know what? I don't know where you. No, you didn't play with us that one day. It was a day me and Georgie around this time last year. We played at Tanglewood, and it was my first victory against Georgie. We played at Tanglewood, and it was like fifty-ish, forty-five, fifty degrees, but the wind gusts were up to like forty. Ugh. And dog, it was. One of the more fun rounds we've played because it was like we were both miserable and we had like hand warmers and like, but it was, it was awful. It was terrible. Yeah. No, literally after that, uh, after that one round that you and I played at Chesapeake Bay, I was like, I am never playing golf unless it's at least 60 mm-hmm. degrees 
ever again, mm-hmm. which 60s is a bit of a stretch. I'd play in the 50s. I would but play I'll no play, wind. I'll, it's got to be no wind. No, I'll play even in like the yeah, I'll play in the 40s as long as there's in, like a little slight breeze here and there is fine, but like it can't have gusts up to whatever. I can't have gusts. Yeah, it's just I literally went home that day after you and I played, and that was in March. It was like around yeah. this time. I no, it was the Masters tournament. Oh shit, you're right. So it was it's, it was like end of March, early April, and it snowed. And I went home with windburn on my face, like I had been out skiing all day. Yeah, that that was awful. Yeah, after that, after that, I said, you know what, never again. Hey, real quick before we move forward, can we acknowledge how nice this hat is? It's a great bucket for sure. Like like this hat, this look. I wish they would like. Honestly, I kind of wish they would wear this hat, like, more. This hat's sick. And they wear it, they wear it with the Friday uh, Friday blacks. You and know? they they wear them on yeah they wear them on Fridays. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm cool with it. I I just wish they would like. I don't know. It's dope. I like it. I think if they if they mixed that one in with the oranges on like a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon. Now, not think, all the time, but every now think, and then. Well, they do occasionally. They'll wear the they'll wear no sorry. They'll wear their oranges past – I think if they win on a Saturday, they wear it on Sunday last year. They started doing that. Oh, really? Which I love. Yeah, sure. which I love. It's just yeah. just the mojo. Give me all of it. But I was just thinking, would this hat look better if it was black with the brim, or is the, does the orange a nice contrast? No, I think because the O is orange. Yeah. Yeah, you're you right. The orange, Bill. You know, yeah, you're right. Little, little two-tone piece. God, it is sexy as hell. I might, I might lay on myself with this one. I'm getting turned on by myself. God damn. This hat set. Good for you. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right. With that, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the actual sports talk. Um, in terms of NFL, there's so much happening. Dude, this is this has been bananas. Did you watch yeah. the? Uh, oh no, you did not watch the McAfee thing today. I, no, I did. I did. I oh. watched it. So I was in a meeting when Aaron was on, but I watched up until my meeting. And then afterwards, I went back, started it, and then watched it all the way through. This was the first time. And this is just, as much as I hate saying this, this is as much pull that that man gets from the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, is today was the first time I've ever watched a Pat McAfee live episode, ever. Because I was so curious of what he had to say about the darkness retreat, what he had to say about Green Bay. And I will say he handled it well without fully shitting on Green Bay. He shit on Green Bay. He completely shit on them. See, I saw you say that before I actually like listened to it. And then I went into the conversation expecting him to shit on Green Bay. And like, I think he did a little bit. But I mean, like even towards the end, he was like, I have no ill will towards Green Bay. I love Green Bay. I love the fans. I love the team. I love the organization. Yeah, he, had, yeah, I- he had nothing but glowing things to say about it. But I think the sentiment of just the facts that he stated, like they drafted a quarterback in the first round to be my replacement. And he even said like, they typically do the thing where they try to get rid of somebody one year too early rather than one year too late. Yeah. And that's basically what they were anticipating with Jordan love. And, you know, Rogers being the athlete that he is was like, okay, I'm going to take that personally. And he went Mm -hmm. went out and won two MVPs, which the Packers were absolutely not expecting. Can I, can I add something about, what he said, and I completely agree with you. And I think he said today that I really thought was cool. He said the sport is great, but the business sucks. Essentially, paraphrasing. What he, he said, said he's he said it a number of times. I think on McAfee and just in general, it's a wonderful profession, but a mm-hmm. tough business. Yes, yeah, sorry, they that's exactly what he said. Same, same. So thing. 
that's with I don't does Aaron Rodgers have an agent? Yes. Okay. So and this is negotiating business side of sports and anything, but especially with sports because it's so much dollars are on it, right? Mm-hmm. And like you are getting paid based on your performance. It's not on the well, you know, it is solely on you, right? And so when a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who is as great as he has been in his career, I think he's a little bit overrated, but he you can't doubt his skill. Like that, yeah, that he's, is, a, he's he's a Hall of Famer with that question. With, with, undoubtedly, like undoubtedly. And maybe debatably the greatest packer of all time, apparently. I would I I don't, I don't think that's know. necessarily a stretch. No, I, I don't I know mean, where I stand on that. I mean, Favre's got more Super Bowls, but I think in terms of talent, like Rodgers is better than Favre. There's an argument to be had there. Yeah, I, and I, yeah, yeah. I don't think those are right or wrong, but I just think it's it's interesting to hear someone like him, who is represented by an agent and who is kind of the cream of the crop of what you can be as an NFL quarterback, and him even saying this side of the game sucks. And it like, so I think that that is something as just a fan of a certain team in the state that I live in, and with my favorite quarterback in the whole league to live in, it is good to know that it is not just this situation it was an it was a very interesting interview and i'm glad i watched it it was um to hear him talk about the darkness retreat it gave me anxiety thinking about so the answer to your question of how i would react to that i don't think i would have done good in that i thought i was like i think i, <laughs> I think i could do a night of like a day of full darkness i've actually th- i said to Kristen that over the summer i want to do a silence retreat at the cabin and like go there unplug turn everything away sit with her and Jim and like do as much silence as possible. Like cut it out. No noise to sit outside, sit in a little screen porch, but to hear him be like, you know, thinking it was six o'clock and know you're about to get your food. That was just like, so like, when did you know that that was six o'clock? It's just crazy. Crazy. It's, yeah. It's really weird hearing him talk about like how, uh, like the, all the sensory deprivation mm-hmm. and like, he even said there was there was one guy who was on it at the same time and he would like walk outside for a half hour to an hour at a time just to like kind of center himself and then he would go back in. Hmm. Which I feel like that's a more like realistic way to approach it. But I feel like if that's something that you're gonna do, you have to commit to it. Like Rogers, Rogers was like, I am fully gonna do this thing. Yes, what that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but, what I was saying. It's like if you're gonna do this and I'm staying in that retreat, I'm not open. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's kind of like what I was expecting too. like he had said numerous times before going on it when he was on the McAfee show and he like told them what he was doing. He was like, yeah, the doors open like you can leave whenever you want. Like it's not locked. It's like it's it's up to you. And he was like basically saying, no, I'm going to like I'm going to get if I'm going to get the full effect out of it. Like I want to sit with myself. I want to be meditative. I want to be mindful. I want to, you know, kind of go through all of it. As someone who has done, I don't, I don't want to say like extreme meditation, but who's someone who does meditation daily, numerous times a day, I can imagine how remarkable that meditation would have been. Because I've started this, this I do 10-day plans, mm-hmm. and the one that I've been on the last week or so has been silent meditations. And like the clear-headedness you get after it of like, like stillness and being completely cut off from distractions. And even if you hear distraction – you learn how to like cut it out and refocus. I cannot imagine the meditation that that was in complete darkness with zero 
legitimately zero distractions. That yeah, no, that no, it must have it must have went just ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I mean, especially like with all the shit that just goes on in like modern day life, yeah, all the noise, yeah, yeah. having having that, and just 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 for like for like fifteen twenty minutes, let alone he was there for five days. That's I, I thought it was three days. He said five days for basically four days. He was like four days, five nights. First, first day you get in there the afternoon, you're there. He said four nights and then he left on the fifth day. So basically four days, but yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. But no, I thought it was a really cool interview. I listened to a little bit of Pat McAfee. I listened to it about like 45 minutes before the interview. I hopped on just because I was like, I'm never, I'm never, I was taking gym for a walk. I was like, I'll just put on my phone, zip mm-hmm. on my pocket and just listen to it. And yeah. like it was a really fun listen. He I actually kind of like joined in at a really interesting time where he was talking about like his just life of like he's like I'm about to have a kid. I want to be present with my kid. I want to do this, this and this and it was just yeah. like really cool to see him like not be Pat McAfee or be more of Pat McAfee and like not be the sport guy that he is. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was it was cool. It was, Dude, he's He's awesome. I've I've watched his show basically every day for the better part of, I guess, three years at this point. Um, And he's fantastic. Like he is, I've said it for a while now. He is pound for pound the best sports media personality. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. In -hmm. sports right now. Like he, and I think like the way that he has gone about the business aspect of his media persona is really what's the most admirable. Cause he's like, look, we do the show for the people on the internet. We own the show hundred percent. Like he, he has the FanDuel deal and he has some other, you know, sponsorship deals and whatnot. But like he says all the time, I own hundred percent of the show of the business. Like I'm not, I, I will not have not sold out to anybody, which I, I respect the shit out of, especially in 2023. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. But just, I think the way that he approaches, especially football, but just sports in general, it's like, it's just so much better than everybody else because one, he's a player. And two, like he doesn't have like the mandates and the corporate governance that like former players on ESPN or Fox or NFL Network or any of those people right. have. And he could literally just say it how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is something that like in today's day and age, you just need in the media. So I, yeah, I, I would encourage everybody if you've never watched his show, just at some point on a weekday between 12 and three, find him, find his channel on, on YouTube, tune in for like 10, 20 minutes and you know, if you like it, stick around. If not, understandable. Totally off topic. They're showing highlights of the World Baseball Classic right now. Yeah, I got it on my TV too. And they're showing Manny, and I just... Did you see that tank he hit last night? Bro, I... I, I literally thought he hit that ball to Cuba. I legitimately thought whoever that ball comes in contact with, there needs to be an ambulance. because <laughs> Medic on site. Because I don't care how long it's gone, but when it when it makes contact with a human soul or the ground, the earth, it's going to create issues. And I was watching it like on the TV. I was just kind of sitting in the family room doing some stuff with Kristen. And he hit that ball and I audibly laughed. I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That ball is so hard. Like that it, he's just Yeah, that ball was tattooed. I said to my I said to my dad this week, Dad, could you imagine if he was still in this club? with the Gunnar Hendersons, with the alley, like, cause you could have still, you could have still done a rebuild. You just had to pay the man. God damn it. I'm so mad. They, they, they could have given him or they could have given him a, 
a 12-year deal. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Like you could have given him, you could have given him if you knew you were gonna rebuild, which you knew you were, you, you could have given him like, hey, we're not gonna spend money for the next 10 years. And you say, Hey, Manny, listen, we want you to be the cornerstone. Here's 500 million freaking dollars for the next 15 years, dude. Here you go. But and, in but instead they gave 200 million to Trumbo and Chris Davis. And Darren O'Day. Combined. Darren O'Day. I'm so sorry to change the topic. I no, saw, no, that's okay. It, it's every time I see Manny Machado, there's part of me that gets like really happy to see him doing well. It's like a good friend. You know what I mean? You see him and you're like, oh, I'm, it's like a good ex-girlfriend. You're like, oh, I'm glad to see you're doing well. But you're also like, fuck, god damn it. I don't have that issue because I married the love of my life. I just caught myself there. But like, you know, it's just like one of those things where you're just like, why did we, why did we do that? Why did we do that? And I'm afraid we're about to do it again. God damn it. Anytime we can get a Scott freak out live on the air, I think that's good for the show. Hey, Um, what are we thinking of this mustache? What are we thinking? Oh, that's what that was? All right. Bye, dude. Uh, all right, so we'll wrap up with Rogers. Obviously, uh, he very announced- cool interview. Very yeah, good yeah, interview. yeah, great interview. He's he's always good on that, and that's that's why I've been saying to you, like, and I said it last week. No, he's still a piece of shit. I still hate him. Let me. Let if the he wasn't, play. if he wasn't Aaron Rodgers, you and him would be best friends. But he is Aaron Rodgers, right? But I'm just saying, like, if he was not an NFL quarterback and he was just an everyday Joe, same guy. Just not an NFL quarterback. You and him would be best friends. I mean, I disagree, but we can move on. <laughs> All right, so he's going to the Jets. Um, I'll be interested yeah. to see what they give up for him. I know I that's think- what I mean. Like, like I kind of almost feel like, in a sense, that may have hurt the Packers by him being like, "Yeah, I want to go to the Jets." So, like, now if you're the Jets, you could be like, "Hey, dude, like, you're the, either- yeah." The, the you know Packers, I mean? the Packers have zero leverage in this situation. Zero leverage. Zero. And I'm, and I'm, I'm sure just because you know you have to have some sort of professionalism in business, so they're not going to try to be like, "Hey, we're only going to give you a third round pick for it." Like they're not. Oh gonna, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But, but at like by no means should the Jets give up more than one first round pick. Like yeah, it should be, 100%. it should be, it should be a first rounder and a conditional third rounder that can potentially escalate to a second rounder, given however long Aaron plays. Like if he plays for, if he's on the roster at the start of this is the 2023 season. So if he's on the jets roster at the start of the 2025 season, that three becomes a two or something, something along those lines. And I'll also be interested to see if like, there are any players attached to it because the jets have a lot of really young talent. I doubt it, man. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And I was I was talking to a buddy of mine at the gym yesterday. A piece that I could potentially see them including in the trade is uh, Jermaine Johnson. He's the edge guy that they drafted in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the first round last year from Florida yeah. State. Their third first round pick from last year. Um, I could see them just like tossing him in because, I mean, the Jets have drafted really well. Their defense is really good. They have tons of young talent. So who knows? That was, the, that was the team I wanted. If we were going to do a trade, it was the Jets because you. I feel like you could have snuck in, and I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I think everybody knew that. I feel like you could have gotten two first-round picks and a player, and that mm-hmm. player could have been a young, really good a Garrett Wilson, a Jermaine. I was, I was going to say, yeah. my only issue with that, though, and I don't know if the Jets would have given him up. It would have had to have been Garrett Wilson. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no way that the Ravens would have been like, oh yeah, we'll take Elijah Moore. Like, no, it, it would have had no, to have been no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows, dude? I mean, 
I, I don't, like I said to you, I, and I know we disagree. I don't think, but if I'm the Jets, though, it just feels he's a weird guy to, because you're kind of mortgaging your future when you've built this roster to have a future. And it's like, okay, so yeah, for two years, we're going to have a really, maybe two years, one year for sure, we're going to have a good right. quarterback. But then what's after that? And it's kind of interesting. Like, I don't, then are you going to go back to the well of free agency? Like, so I actually think what's interesting is I, I saw a tweet from uh, Ari Mirov. Shout out to him, by the way. He's been killing it with all the free agency updates. Um, Zach Wilson is apparently going to be the backup. So I'm guessing the Jets are like, okay, with taking that risk of how long Aaron's going to actually play because he's essentially going to coach up Zach Wilson. And hopefully when Aaron is done, Zach Wilson will just kind of step into those shoes. Granted, by that point, you're it's probably going to be a contract year for Zach Wilson. So you're going to have to make a decision one way or the other. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's not terrible. That's not a terrible thought. Yeah. I don't, I don't. it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a gamble though, for like, sure. When you drafted a first round quarterback really before like the Matt Ryan's and the Joe Flacco's like they sat out a year or two. Now, granted with, yeah. with Zach Wilson, this would have been four years when you're sitting out. Um, but like, I just, it's still, it just doesn't feel if I'm a Jets fan, I get why people are excited. I fully get that. Yeah, I mean, he's the best quarterback in franchise history for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just – I'm. if I'm a Jets fan, I'm sitting here thinking I would rather have another quarterback that's in the conference that's younger and has won MVP in the last two – now I know Aaron Rodgers has too, but like – I, I absolutely agree. I'm not saying I disagree with that. The only thing that I think maybe is going through the Jets ownership and front office's minds is they are pretty much built for the next three years. Like I think their best chance for a championship is within these three years. And they're thinking, okay, best case scenario, we get Aaron for maybe two of those years before we got to start paying these guys, right? Like sauce, you're going to have to pay him a shit ton yeah. of money. Yeah. yeah you're gonna I see to, what you're saying. You're going to mm-hmm. probably have to pay Garrett Wilson a good amount of money when he comes up. And I mean, who knows? They, uh, Mackay Becton, I think is going to be due for a contract soon. I don't know if they'll keep him or not. Elijah Vera Tucker, they just drafted. He's really good. They'll have to pay him. They just drafted Brees Hall, who's really good, but obviously we know the state of running backs in the NFL today. So you really only got four years with him. I forgot he got hurt. I forgot about yeah. that. Holy so, hell. That's so, going to be so fucking good. I think, I think the thought process for the Jets is like, okay, we could go give Lamar a five-year deal, guarantee him $200 million, an upside worth you know, 250 260 whatever it is. Or we can go out, get Aaron Rodgers. He's guaranteed $58 million over the next two years. I don't know what the upside is. Uh, and really try to go all in for a ring or at least a run in these next two to three years. I think that's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. You're probably right. But no, I, I think if he would have said on McAfee today that he is not going to the jets and he'd rather go to the Colts or he'd rather retire or anywhere else other than the jets, I think the jets are completely just 180 on a dime all in for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I would, I would, I would, yeah. I just want, I just, which, I just want which L- makes I just, me think. I just want, which, I just want LJ back in Baltimore. That's all I can. I, yeah, me too. Which I'm just now thinking of this as we speak. If that was their thought process, why was Derek Carr their guy? That dude, the Derek Carr part made no sense to me because, like, <laughs> like I get you want a quarterback, but like, is Derek Carr really all that better than Zach Wilson? 
like I understand Zach Wilson did not play well, but you get him with a good offensive coordinator, which they seemingly have right now. And Nate Hackett, Salah's a good coach. Maybe you try to hem him in a little bit. I think I don't I know. Think, I just I just I never understood the idea. Significantly of, better than Zach Wilson. I will give him props for that. Yeah, you're. Well, you're but you're I know right, I do right. I do a, hear what you're saying though. Like if yeah. you if you're in a world with the three best quarterbacks on the market are Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Derek Carr. Why the hell did you say? We're in on Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. Like, why wasn't it? Hey, if if it doesn't yeah, work weird. out, it was very strange. You are weird. you are absolutely correct. Weird order of operations, and yeah, you are right. Derek Carr is better than Zach Wilson. I'm gonna, he's, walk, he's I'm, gonna walk, I'm gonna walk that. I'm gonna walk that back. I think I think Zach Wilson has the potential to be very very good and much better than Derek Carr. But as of right now, I think. Derek Ew! Carr. Really? That's a terrible take, dog. Ew! No, no, no. I'm saying Derek Carr right now is a better quarterback for sure. No, bro. I think Zach Wilson will never be good. Ever. I know what I'm saying is I think he like he has the athletic talent to be good. I just Dog, don't think he's smaller he'll ever than you. He's he's shorter than you. No, dude, he's like six three. He's six foot two. That's dude, that's lies. They said Dustin Madroy was five foot ten. We all know he's five foot four. Hey, I'm just telling you what Google told me. Wow. Well, he stinks. I don't think he'll ever be good. Ever. Well, I don't think he'll be good either. I'm just saying I think he's physically talented. No, I actually don't. <laughs> Why? I don't, dude, I don't know. Coming out of the draft, I didn't. I just never thought he was good. Well, no, I, I, I never thought he was as good as Trevor or even Justin Fields. I, I just, I never understood that. That's just something completely different. Uh, all right, so that's that. Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. Uh, let's talk a little bit of Ravens news. Um, actually, before we get to, before we get to the Ravens, mention the Bears. Big trade happened last week. Wowza! Wowza trade. Panthers and the Bears exchange for the number one. The Panthers are getting first overall pick. The Chicago Bears, in return, are getting the ninth overall pick, the 61st oh. overall pick, the Panthers' 2024 first-round pick, and the Panthers' 2025 second-round pick. Jesus! Oh, and by the way, they're also getting DJ Moore. Throw that in there on top of when I was Because I was at Just work. A little, hey, I, how are you? I was on the rock wall at work when I saw that message or like the tweet notifications, John. Mm-hmm. And I like, I saw the picks and I like, that was with the header of it. It was like a first round, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, nice. He's got a hall of picks, which was like, nice. Good, good for them. And then like, there was like a break period where we didn't have a lot of climbers. So I was like, let me just check my phone real quick. Kind of see what you guys were talking about. And I kept seeing like the name DJ Moore thrown in and I was like, wait, did they get DJ Moore too? And I was like, nah, there's no way. So I put my phone down and I was like wondering if like, maybe there was a chance to get him, and like, like, why wouldn't you just get DJ Moore? So I was like, that was, that'd be too much. And then I saw that DJ Moore was in the trade and I was like, Jesus God, that was a whole crazy. Great move for Chicago. Uh, I have no idea how Carolina is going to put together a team for whichever quarterback they draft at number one. Yeah, but- for real. Whatever. Good for you. Um, all right. So now that's out of the way. Now we can talk some Ravens. Um, so since last week, a couple things happened. First thing, uh, it actually happened before we recorded last week, but we forgot to mention it. Chuck Clark traded to the Jets. Uh, what do we get? A seventh round pick for him? A pick that um, doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it's going to be our uh, draft uh, meaningless Golly. player from Michigan. The Jim Harbaugh can recruit pick. Um, now look, I... Apparently, I forget who I was listening to talk. It might have been Rashid, but apparently Chuck was getting cut just because of his cap number. So this was basically like, hey, we'll just take whatever we can get for him. And 
I don't know. I feel like Chuck is worth more than a seventh rounder to the right team. Yeah. Maybe the Jets just weren't that team. I don't know. I would have loved to get at least like a fifth. I understand you're not going to get a day one or day two pick, but like, like you said, a seventh round pick is meaningless. Like James Prochet was a seventh round pick. Like we've seen what seventh round picks do. And seemingly there's only like two teams in the NFL that can actually make good seventh round picks. And one of them just won the Super Bowl. So I don't know that we get much out of that, but Where, I mean, I guess we I, got something for him. So. I may have missed it. I, I completely forget. Where did he get traded to again? Yes. Fuck. I don't want that. Eh. I've been, I, can I, can I think I, it's can actually I something here that with this Ravens, since, since we're on the Ravens discussion, I don't give a shit what they do until I know about Lamar Jackson. I don't care. No, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, obviously, I want them to go get a receiver. Like, I would love for them to – and I'm not – like, I, I obviously want DeAndre Hopkins and, and or Mike Evans and or Odo Beckham. Like, I've made that very clear. But, like, I would be very content with a DJ Chark or – yeah. Like, and I would even be, con- I know you and I differ on this, but I would be content with an Adam Thielen. Like, I really would. And I don't want either of those two guys to be, like, our number one going into next season. But, you know, maybe we supplement that with, I don't think we're going to get Jordan Addison at 20, or excuse me, Jackson Smith and Jigba at 22, but maybe it's Jordan Addison. And then you're rolling out Jordan Addison, Rashad Bateman, DJ Chark, and Devin Duvernay, or one through four, and maybe potentially Demarcus Robinson. Like, I, I think that's pretty good. Like, I think that's at least you know, salvageable. It's, it's serviceable, to... but listen, yeah. Dante, even even if they go get a DeAndre Hopkins, but Lamar's not back, I don't give a shit. Right, that's the biggest thing, and I think that's why they haven't made any moves like that. Like, even even somebody as, as you know, lesser on the tier spectrum, at, like uh, Taylor or DJ Chark, because, you know, what's the point of going to, and signing DJ Chark if Lamar's not here? You know? So I think that's probably what they're waiting on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, but then, then you can't wait all season because then all off season because then it's then this season's another wasted season. Agreed, hundred percent agreed. Uh, some other moves that they made: Gus Edwards and Mike Pierce worked their contracts. Um, nice. I don't remember. I don't yeah, I don't remember exactly what the cap savings are. I, or I know are. Gus is only making like a million dollars only. Gus, Jesus. Gus. So, so it's like a million dollars less on his base salary. He converted some to signing bonus and he has the ability to make up everything that was quote unquote cut in incentives. So not necessarily losing money, but in terms of like guaranteed dollars this year, he is uh, Michael Pierce. I think what they did was they converted some base salary to signing bonus and they pushed out voided years. Um, just for Cap's perspective, which is something that they've never done. And I'm actually glad that they're doing it because this is what the Rams did. This is what the Bucks did uh, both years that they got the Super Bowl. So the fact that they're doing it tells me that like they're trying to make some stuff work and they're like, they're trying to actually invest in the team right now. Um, but it's also good because they're not doing it with high cap number guys or these high salary guys. They're doing it with minimal impact on future caps. So yes, while they are kicking the can down the road, they're not really, really impacting their future cap, which I think you're kind of getting the best of both worlds there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I thought the restructuring is great. Um, doesn't really mean anything if you don't do anything this offseason. Um, it also, uh, I think with Gus Edwards specifically, but maybe with Michael Pierce too, um, it hurts us more if they're not on the team next year. So <laughs> Gus and, Mike, uh, and Michael Pierce are going to be Ravens, which is good. Nice. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's actually interesting because I kind of 
I didn't know that, and I was kind of still thinking that maybe Gus could be traded at some point. So that's that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I I think for that to happen, uh, we would have a good amount of dead cap. In, and by hey, by the way, league. by the way, you need to say this year because today was the official league year. So go sit on it and spend. What do you mean? You said next year, referring to oh. the. This... Oh my bad! Happy New Year. Yeah, thank you. You too. <laughs> um. Uh, next move, well, not a move that they made, but Ben Powers was signed by the Broncos. Dude got a ton of money, which I, I mean, I, good for him. Yeah, I, I knew that was happening. I, 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 yeah, I, I think I think everybody should have expected it. Um, look, I, I'm very happy he got paid. He got a ton of money, and it seems like Sean Payton is trying to do a lot for that team, which is good. Uh, but I have a feeling this is going to kind of be like Bradley Bozeman. You know, like I feel like we'll we'll decently replace the spot. Knock on wood, hopefully. And, you know, we'll go off on hitch. I feel like the Ravens are pretty decent at, at drafting linemen and getting O-line talent. So, yes, while he'll be, he'll be missed, thank you for your service. Congratulations on your uh, on your contract, and best of luck to you in the future. Hey, by the way, the Ravens just tweeted, we have traded Chuck Clark to the New York Jets for undisclosed draft pick. So maybe it's not a seventh? Maybe it's higher? That's interesting. Because I know, I know that trade had happened in – had to wait to happen until after the league year. So maybe the details were getting ironed out. Maybe we got something better than a seventh. Who knows? That's weird that we tweet that now, though. Yeah, very strange. So uh, last, move that, last move that the Ravens made, and probably the most gut-wrenching for us, Clayus Campbell has been released by the Baltimore Ravens. It's a move that was always on the table. Uh, I never thought they would make it because I, he was the guy that you had to keep, and you would find a way to do that. Um, but a 35-year-old interior D-lineman with a $7 million cap hit. Unfortunately, like Roger said, that's the shitty part of the business. Um, the Ravens said that they're open to over uh, him coming back. They're keeping the door open for that possibility. Seems like it's less likely, especially with this whole Lamar thing in limbo. Whereas, like, if you're Calais Campbell, you've already cemented a Hall of Fame career. The only thing that you really don't have is a Super Bowl ring. So... If he's going to sign back with the Ravens, it's not going to be until after we figure out Lamar's deal. Um, whereas, you know, he's from Miami, I believe. I know he went to college in Miami. Miami is doing a shit ton, especially to their defense. So maybe they offer him vet men with a nice signing bonus and say, hey, let's go, let's, let's go ring chase. Or maybe he goes to fucking Kansas City and is next to Chris Jones on that D-line. Oh, stop They that. try to run it back. <laughs> stop that. I... Hey, hey. Brandon Williams won Super Bowl with the Chiefs last year. I I know. I'm very aware. I'm very aware. And so did Orlando Brown. <laughs> Granted, I don't think I don't think fucking Brandon Williams played a single snap in the game, but he's got a ring. So got his ring, dude. Hey, more than Lamar has. That's true. That's true. Um, what sucks about the the um the Calais thing is I talked about it actually on this episode the week of Thanksgiving when Calais was handing out turkeys and like mm-hmm. I instantly thought of the city of Baltimore without Calais Campbell and the work he was doing inside the city of Baltimore. Um, and they also lost Chuck Clark, which was another huge um, off the like field piece. Um, so it it sucks, obviously, like. As a football fan, like the players, I think they'll be able to find replacements. I personally, I just do. Like, I'm more so thinking of the locker room, the 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 people of that, because I think those two 
had a quite an impact on on the city of Baltimore. Um, you know, you see professional athletes do those types of events, and they stick around for just long enough to make it known that they were there, and then they bounce. I mean, Calais was there at the Y that one night until we closed, and then gave out to our workers who that were extra and like helped them out. Like, dude was top of the line of a human being. Talked with him for thirty minutes. Like it. it it just sucks that in a city that needs a lot of help and a lot of assistance, we're losing someone like that. But I also understand the business side of it. So, I mean, like you said, $7 million on a cap hit of a, of a, of an, of a, I don't know how old he is, but past his he's prime. Like, he, he's, he's like 35 or 36. It sucks because he's just a great human being, but it. And I mean, his impact on the field too was palpable. Like when he missed Correct. those games because he was hurt, like our defense suffered from it. And you could yeah. feel his, his, his absence there. So I would love to see him come back on, you know, maybe it's a vet man or a one or $2 million base salary with like a $4 million signing bonus or something. I would love to see that. And I'm sure Calais would love that too. Cause I got the feeling that he really loved it here. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, like we said, if the Lamar shit is still in limbo, he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring and he's done pretty much everything else. He's, you know, he's made Pro Bowls. He's set records. He's won Walter Payton Man of the Year. Like, he's done everything. He cemented the Hall of Fame legacy, a Hall of Fame career, just doesn't have a Super Bowl yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, go ring chasing. Go, go do that. I wouldn't hate that for him either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, I did not realize how close Dominican and Puerto Rico were. You mean like, geographically like the country yeah are you watching the game yeah yeah they're showing like a map they're very close yeah i'm, I'm familiar all right um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously there was some shit that happened on twitter with lamar and the tweet stuff scott and i made a conscious decision that like we're just not going to address it because there's just too much to unpack and we've been saying the same shit for six months at this point and I'm, frankly, I'm, I'm beyond done talking about the Lamar Jackson situation. I love him. Yeah. I hope he gets his bag either here or somewhere else, but I want Me it too. over. I want it over. Whether Me it's too. here, I'm t- I'm whether it's it. in Indianapolis, I want it over. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, for the record, it. do not want him to play this season on the tag in Baltimore. I don't want it. I, like, I, neither, I don't neither want do I. it. I no, and I'm, I'm terrified that that's what's going to happen. I'm I'm in the school of thought where if he doesn't sign any offer sheet and says no, I'd rather play on the tag, trade him as soon as he as soon as he signs that franchise tag, trade him because at that point you're not getting it done and you can't have this hangover your team for a full year again. You dude, you saw and I've said this has been last minute. You saw how much that hung over the team this year and yes, it was a distraction from. Not even from like the last half of the season, from week one, and you said it all in this program last year. It was going to be a problem, and it absolutely was. So yeah. you can't have that happen. If if that's the case, he refuses to sign any offer sheet. As soon as he signs that franchise tag, start calling GMs and make a trade. It's going to suck, but unfortunately, I think that's the right move just from the yes. franchise. Absolutely, as as like a fan of the team, you have to you have to begin that process. You can't keep holding on to this, hoping it's going to work out. You've had two years to get this thing worked out. It hasn't worked out get it over with and and just to be perfectly clear i know nobody thinks at least you're saying this but i'm going to be perfectly clear as well i don't want him traded like under any circumstances i don't want him to play for any other team for the rest of his career just from a franchise, like i said from a franchise standpoint if he's not going to sign an offer sheet and this is going to go through another season when you're in a very rapid closing championship window it's just not it's not sustainable you're you're 
you're living in purgatory and at, you you have to rip the bandaid off at some point. Not to yeah. say, again, I don't want it to happen. And Lamar playing for another team is my hell, but that's just what has to be done, unfortunately. Especially if it's an indie dude, the team that <sighs> stole our football team to begin with and then is going to steal our franchise, the first franchise quarterback we've ever had. It would hurt. It would hurt. Why are you looking at me? Franchise? Yes, Joe is not. Stop, stop, stop. stop. I just like getting your, I just like getting brought up. <laughs> oh, well, it worked because my blood pressure started boiling. All right. Uh, so obviously since the, since the quote-unquote legal tampering period started on Monday, which I hate, by the way, just start, start I, the start yes, league year there. I wanted to say that, that I hate how the NFL is like, hey, we're going to start it, but we're not. Like, I just, I hate it. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna let you do something illegal, and we're gonna still call it that, but it's also gonna be called the legal illegal tampering period. Yes, like I it, it, it it just makes no sense. Anyway, since Monday, a ton of shit has happened, and we're not gonna break down every single move. Uh, but I feel like at least some of them are worth noting. Um, so I'm just gonna run through them real quick. And Scott, if you have anything to say about any of them, feel free to jump in at any time. Um, first move that was made, I feel like this was made a few days ago. Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Um, this move is awesome for a number of reasons. If you're a, if you're a Dolphins fan, one, you just got Aaron Rodgers in your division, uh, a division that also has Josh Allen and has receivers like Stephen Diggs, Gabe Davis, uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who just signed with the Patriots today. Congrats to him. Um, so you're putting Jalen Ramsey, who in my opinion is still a top five corner in the league, opposite Xavier Howard. Um, and they just signed Deshaun Elliott today. So their secondary is like strapped. Xavier Howard should be a Raven. He should be a Raven. And it sucks that he's not. Um, but Dolphins get Jalen Ramsey. Gave up next to nothing for him. It was like a third and like a backup tight end or something. Yeah. Which basically was just a contract dump for LA. I think Miami is taking on all of his salary. So, I mean, that makes sense. I don't know where Miami's getting all this money from. But anyway, Jalen Ramsey now a Miami Dolphin. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. We mentioned that. Uh, Darren Waller to the Giants. This is a sneaky great move for the Giants. Scary hours. No, you're good. Darren Waller to the Giants. I love this move. I think this is a great. Move oh my God, I love that move so much. <laughs> it's it's a great move for the Giants. Honestly, I'm, I'm afraid. Does Daniel Jones take another big step this year because of that move? Uh, he better because he's getting paid forty million dollars, and he now has Darren Waller, and probably gonna get one with DJ Chark and or who was the other receiver that they were talking um, to? Um, it was someone else. Damn it! It was DJ Chark. It wasn't. And... It was Thielen. No, it wasn't Thielen. I put it in the group chat. Keep going. I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. Forget who the other one was, but anyway, they're talking to receivers, and they're gonna get one. Um, what else? Stefan Hardman to the Cowboys. McCall Hardman. He would be perfect there. He would be perfect here. Nah. Eh. I wanted he or DJ Chark, one of those two, and I thought it would have been fine if you go out and draft a wide receiver. Yeah, okay. I just I think in that instance, I'd rather have Chark than Hardman. I'm not going to say no to Hardman, uh, but I just I, I don't know. Anyway, um, Stephon Gilmore to the Cowboys. This is another move that I think is perfect for the Cowboys. I know hey. you guys, you guys were were saying that. I I still think Stephon Gilmore is very good at football and has a lot of good football to play. You put him opposite Trayvon Diggs. I think that's that's a really see, solid secondary. See, I don't think he's good enough to me to make Diggs 
better. If that makes any sense. I feel well, Diggs is their Diggs is their one. So if anything, I think Diggs Diggs. No, is I understand. What I'm better, saying is, you know I feel I mean? like Diggs Diggs is a he bites and he like shoots to get the interception and he gets burned a good bit, right? Like he's he's someone that goes. So it's like he, there he, are he times takes, where he gets yeah. burned, but it's kind of similar to Peters back when he was with us in his prime. It mm-hmm. was like you you're cool with it because you had Hump on the other side that was locking down another person, so you could have that guy. I just don't feel like Gilmore is that enough for him to lock down the other guys to make I, up I'll, four digs. I understand what you're saying. I'll say this. Gilmore plays that same style where like his, his Twitter handle is literally bumping around Gilmore. Like he is a lockdown corner, or at least he was his prime. He's at the tail end of his prime. It's not out of his prime, but I, I still think he's a top 10 corner in football. Like I think he's, like I said, he's got a lot of really good football to still play. And it sounds like they're not going to give him an extension. So it's going to be like a one or a two year thing, however much time he has left on the current deal, mm-hmm. which I think is probably smart for yeah, Dallas. So uh, anyway, no, like I said, I think this is a really great move. Um, Eckler, Austin Eckler given permission to seek a trade oh, for the Chargers. Well, I heard a stat that he has scored 32 tutters the last two seasons. Excuse yes. me? Yes, he's led the league in touchdowns the last two seasons. Bro, that is a crazy stat. If the Ravens didn't have like a Gus and a JK, I would be all uh, over. Oh my God, I would be all over. And there's like part of me that kind of wishes we would just get rid of Gus so we could go get like an Austin Eckler and just pair him with JK. And oh my God. Oh, but can't happen. Can't happen. Um, I'm terrified he's going to Buffalo. I'm so scared. I'm I'm terrified he's going to go to Buffalo too. Oh God, dude, could you imagine if he goes to Cincy? I was going to say Chicago, but since he, since he, I don't, it's the only thing, I, the only reason I think since he wouldn't sign him is because they're literally letting all of their best players go because they know they're going to have to pay Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Like, I didn't know if you saw this today, but uh, Samaje P. Ryan is gone. He signed with. Uh, That's different. what I mean. That's why I kind of thought like a, they're going to go out and draft running backs this, this off season, but. And they, they basically told Joe Mixon, like, hey, if you don't – if you rework your contract, like, we're going to cut you. So, well, and also like, you're a scumbag. You're a terrible human Well, yeah, he's a bad guy. Shooting, um, shooting kids in the streets. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're just going to replace in the draft. Um, speaking of the uh, – speaking of the Bengals, some free agency signings from the Bengals, both of their safeties, Von Bell – and Jesse Bates left in free agency. Von Bell signed with the Panthers. I don't remember what the details of his deal was. Um, but Jesse Bates got a big old bag from the Falcons. Big old bag. Which I understand letting one of them go. The fact that they let both of them go, let alone, like, I thought they were for sure going to keep Jesse Bates because he is incredible. Mm-hmm. The fact that they let him go, I was like, they are just clearly <laughs> not spending any money Yeah, between – the spending that they did on their offensive line last year and then what they're going to have to do with, with Burrow and, and Chase. So, uh, anyway, Angles fans, I hope you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of the top free agency signings. We mentioned Juju to the Patriots. We mentioned Jesse Bates to the Falcons. Uh, some other ones, Jordan Poyer going back to the Bills. Smart move for the Bills. Smart move for Poyer. Their defense without him was night and day. I, I don't think they won a game without him on the field. He was that yeah. important to their defense. That was one that I was a little surprised that he was returning to Buffalo just because some of the stuff that he said during the season and mm-hmm. like. But yeah, me too. Me too. It makes Honestly, it I, makes I sense thought... for both sides because I do think like sense. Yeah, because I think like if you're Buffalo, you need him 
like you said, the defense was pretty shitty when he wasn't there. And I think if you're him too, like it's like, I don't know, there's sometimes when like you're on a squad, you've been great. It's like, I'm not going to say that you're not going to be that good elsewhere, but it's like, you know what you're getting, you know what you're stepping into. And if they're willing to give you a bag to stay where you're at, because like, you know what you're, I don't know. I think, I think him and Buffalo in that defense, that's the best fit for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will say this. I will say this because he said at one point he wants to play in a state that's not going to take half of his money. Talk about taxes. I thought he was Miami Dolphin right after he said that. I was like, oh, he's going to Miami. That that makes perfect sense. Uh, But then they they went out and got Jalen. So I guess that kind of negated that there. But anyway, no, I I think that's a good landing spot for Poyer. He's another one too, dude. He's been on uh, the McAfee show a bunch. You would love him. He's a great dude. Yeah. I will say um, after today, I might, I might, I might tune into Max B every once in a while. He was nice, dude. It's it's worth it. It's a fun listen. It's informative. It's digestible for the average idiot like me. Yeah, um, I I, yeah. I have that IQ of like ten, so it was nice to like have someone speak a language <laughs> I understand. So it was nice. Yeah, I yeah, listen exactly. to every once in a while. I listen to like some political, uh, essentially like a sports broadcast, but for politics. And like, there's times where they talk about things. That sounds that sounds miserable. And I have no fucking clue what they're talking about. And like, I, like I sit, there, I would say like 90% of the time I have an idea because I'm educated with politics. I care about politics. Just what I do. I care about it. Sure. But there's times where they talk about like foreign policy things that I'm like, what the hell? Does, what is a foreign might policy? As well, might as well speak in a different language. Dog, you might as well try to explain to me an offside rule in soccer. I have no clue. Come on, dude. No, I've had Kristen. Kristen played. So, like soccer, I try. All right, can I can I can I explain it to you? The no, way I explain no. It to we'll, be here, no we'll be here. We'll 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 be I, here longer I, than I, we I, discuss Lamar Jackson. I won't understand it. I promise you, you'll understand it. Go ahead. Okay. So you know how in football, a receiver gets behind the safety, the quarterback throws it to him, touchdown. Right. Not always, but yeah. You get the point. If a receiver gets behind the safety. Before the quarterback throws the ball in soccer, that's offsides. But if the receiver times his break right when the quarterback is throwing the ball and he doesn't pass that last defender, okay, yeah, that, that, the that ball... was a good analogy. I got that. I like that. So, so if you're like the striker, is that what they call forward striker? Same forward. shit. Yeah. If you're if you're anticipating the pass, you cannot go until the pass is passed. Well, so you can make your run, but you have to time it perfectly. Stay behind the safety, quote-unquote. Exactly. All right. That was the best fucking definition of that role. Guys, I'm going to be mad at Kristen when she gets home in about 10 minutes. I'm going to be mad as hell at her. <laughs> she tried to break it down uh, in, like, like, like Newton laws. And I'm like, yo, I had no idea what she was talking about. Well, anyway, I'm glad I could do that for you. Um. Another really good signing, I think, for the team in, in question. You're going to get on me for this. James Bradbury going back to the Eagles on a huge deal. 30, 38 million over three, I think it was. Uh, and Kelsey's returning. And Kelsey's returning on like a massive deal for center. The, one know, year, I, one I, year's like 50 I, I million. This. The Eagles are going to be really good for the next like three years. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. They lost Javon Hargrave. He went to San Francisco on a huge deal. Um, they lost one of their linebackers. Uh, Brandon Graham is coming back on a one-year deal, which is good, but he's probably going to retire after that. 
Jason Kelsey coming back on a one-year deal. He'll probably retire after that. Um, what's his name? I, Fucking but, but, Lane, dude, Johnson. Think, Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson hasn't made up his mind what he's doing. Uh, they cut Darius Slug. That's a that's going to be a big loss for them. That that is. Do we think there's a world where the Ravens can get him and keep Lamar? Yes, I do. Because I'm letting you know right now. If we get Darius Slay and sign Lamar, I'm punching. And then draft a wide receiver. Hey, listen, hand to God, I'm just let. You don't need to go get a wide receiver. If you get Darius Slay, you draft someone in the first round. I don't care who it is. Zay Flowers, Bro. I don't give a shit. I don't give a Bro. shit. Darius Slay paired with Marcus Williams. Kyle Hamilton presumably is our safety now. I won't I won't buy him until after I see it. And and Marlon Humphrey. And then you go get a Jordan Addison in the first round. Bro, come on. And you keep and you keep Lamar in house. That's that's a that's a great offseason. It was a that's phenomenal offseason. Off and I will still hate Eric DeCosta because he made me nervous this entire time. Hey, like I said last week, I respect how much you and even more so your brother Todd. Just bro, hate bro, the living I'm, shit out of I'm nervous about Todd. Todd is mad. There's a part of me that's bitter towards Eric Tacosta. And if I saw him, I would think I would I would I would respectfully be like, hey, dude, if I ever had a chance to sit down with him and like he would listen to me, I would be like, listen, dude, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Maybe get some Rogaine, maybe get some plugs. But he kind of looks nice with a bald head. So I scratch I was gonna it. say he he, he kind of worked it. I would say, dog, like, what the hell are we doing? And then if, whenever he gives me a very nice, sophisticated answer, I would be like, I respectfully disagree. You're an idiot. But we can move on. Let's enjoy our nice cup of coffee. And let's just talk life. Todd, on the other hand, I think would reach across the table and would grab him and say, you get! And he would grab him right around the scruff and just... Like collar? Yeah, dude. And I think he would physically assault him. I think he would... Yeah, yeah, that would be problematic. Like, I like thought Todd... until about two weeks ago, I hated him the most out of our friends group. It is definitely Todd. It is definitely Todd. Dude, he was talking Unequivocally. about... Unequivocally. He was talking about his gap tooth the other day and like going at him person. He had nothing to do with that. That's just like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like I said, I respect the, how much and how dedicated you two are to your hatred of him. I really do. It's, it's admirable. To Listen, point. and even if he signs Lamar, I still hate him because he made me stress. That's fine. That's fine. I, th- I think you're well within your rights to think that. Yeah. Um, but no, right, Darius couple- Slay, I'm, I'm afraid he's going to go somewhere, dude. I just never thought his, I just never thought his price tag was going to be within our range. I thought, like uh, me and George were talking about it in the office. I thought he was going to get like fifty million over four or something. How do we like know that. what his price range is? Well, I'm just projecting because Bradbury signed for thirty over three, and I oh, think okay, Slay, I, I got you. I'm sorry. I'm you know sorry. Yeah. I, mean? I mean, Grant Slay's older, so maybe I'm wrong. I, I was just but. talking to the Jr. about this, and like, listen, like. The reality is, is that the Ravens are staring down the barrel of, a, of his future without Lamar Jackson, right? It's just the facts of the situation. So you're going to go into this season because the, the, the free agent quarterbacks are off the board, right? So yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy G to the Ravens was another Jimmy one G, Baker, like everyone that you could maybe think of is gone. So I guess you go draft someone. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you do, right? But if Lamar's on a 38, and if even if Lamar plays on the tag, which I know we both don't want, but I feel like that is a reality that you could be looking Certainly at. Certainly well. a reality where that happens. So if it's only yeah. at what is it, 36? Is that what the number is? No, it's like 32 and a half. Oh, even okay. So let's just say the Ravens get here tomorrow and they're sitting here talking to Lamar and they have a discussion with Lamar. 
and they say, look, dude, like that's the offer. And until you find something else, if a team's willing to give us, Oh, Puerto Rico bomb. Wow. Um, I don't hate the idea of building. I mean, I kind of do, cause I've said my, but I do feel like a, a Darius slay pulls that defense up to a different level with Agreed. Roke. And if you go, because I don't, I think we can all agree Patrick Queen's not going to be here next year. And we can all agree. I think he'll be here next year, maybe not the following. Okay. So, okay. So even if it's Patrick Queen up the middle with Roke, we saw what that looked like those last couple of weeks. That was sick. Right. And then you get a Matt BK in a contact year. And you get a Jabo. There's not a hole on that defense. So it's like you can kind of pull the slack off the offense, but you still need a quarterback. So if Lamar's on that franchise deal only at 32 and a half, you can go out and get, and then I'm, I guess you go draft a wide receiver, but I don't, I don't know. And I was even saying to JR, could you then maybe, if it gets to like August or June and uh, summer months, Peters isn't signed yet. Could you go get him on like a, on a minimum sure. vet min with, like you said, with Calais, and then you bring him in and your corners are Marlon, Slay, and Peters. Brother, you got wide receivers crying. Do you remember yeah. when, do you remember when, when Marlon bullied Odell? In Baltimore, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, he choked his ass out on the field, and that to me was when the Ravens were back to being the bullies, and I loved yeah. it. Even when yes. they lost, they won because they lost that game. But like, they don't have that anymore, and I just feel like Darius Slay brings them back to that. I agree. And for those of you who aren't aware, the reason that we're talking about this was there was a screenshot that was going around Twitter seemingly right before him and I jumped on where uh, Slay tweeted, he did the eyeball tweet. And then literally at the same time that he tweeted that uh, Marlo tweeted, uh, it might be a good day for us or something like that. And Slay liked it. So naturally Ravens fans are, are being optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what else hump means if by him saying like today's could be a big day. And also, it just sucks being a fan of football and being a fan of a team. And, like, it's not just the Ravens. The Ravens are never active in free agency, but, like, the Steelers are never active in free agency. Like, there, there are some teams that just traditionally don't do a lot. I disagree with that, Dante. I, people say what, the Ravens are never active. Like, and I'm not – this isn't me shitting on them. They I, No, no, no. I, I, mean, I mean, like, you remember a couple years ago when, uh, like, literally on the first day of free agency, the Patriots spent, like, a hundred-something million dollars and signed – Henry, right? That's my point, though. Like these teams, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody says you don't you don't win the Super Bowl on the first day of free agency. So like, these the teams that have been super active, like the Falcons, like the Bears, like you know the Panthers, like these teams, yeah, it's great for them. But like being a fan of a team like the Ravens, like the Steelers, teams are that that are normally competitive every year and don't really have those ups and downs yeah, like some but- of those franchises do. It's boring, but at the same point, like you said, we're only a couple pieces away, so we don't really need to be all that active. It just sucks because, like, you want your team to do something just from a fun standpoint. Well, I, I still kind of disagree because, like, to me, the year they went 14-2, that offseason they added Ingram, they added, um, what's his name, Earl Thomas, and I think they added someone else. I, yeah, Willis Sneed, I think. Like, so they went out, like, yeah, they weren't big. Ma- I mean, I mean the, the, the Earl Thomas one was kind of like a big deal. That was, Ingram, no, that was Mark, a huge deal. Mark Ingram was a big one, too. So it was like, and there were pieces that you looked at when they signed them. They were like, mm-hmm, that is going to make this team a hell of a lot better. So like, I, and then it was Marcus Williams last year. Like they, they have, they have added like that. That's not, 
but they've added I guess, smart. I guess like, and not, right, and I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like they don't make a ton of moves, like volume. Like they don't make they don't make ten moves in free agency every year. They'll make one or two really key signings, and that'll be that. Yeah, and I think that's why I think realistically, I'm sitting here thinking, give me a DJ Chark or a Michael Hartman, because I feel like that's more of a reality with the Ravens, but apparently not. Because I mean. Let's also be on, and this is again, this is not me shitting on the Ravens. This is actually just more of like looking at it straight up. Like the market that has been set for these wide receivers, both essentially all of them are getting around 10 plus million dollars a year, essentially. That's top tier wide receiver. Money. Yeah, like the Ravens aren't going to give that out, and they shouldn't right now because of what. So, and, and so that kind of gets me also excited because that I could feel like maybe it's a. Uh, an all in on wide receiver this draft and they just draft literally up their five pieces. They, they go draft three wide receivers, two wide receivers, and hopefully one of them is decent. And I, I, can I, I know somebody's got to turn up. All right. Couple more free agents that sign this week and then we'll get out of, uh, we'll get out of the football talk. Alan Lazard going to the jets. This was obvious. I wanted him here. This was obvious the whole time because he was just going to follow Rogers, but I think he, I think he would have been perfect for us. Uh, Jacoby Myers is going to the here. Jacoby Myers going to the Raiders, which he got the same amount as Juju, which didn't make sense to me because I personally don't think Jacoby Myers is all that good. I don't um, think Juju's good either. Mm-hmm. I, I think Juju. He had what two catches in the Super Bowl, dude? He had like six. All right, whatever. He is a beneficiary. Is that the right word? Yeah. Nice job, me. Plus one of. Pat Mahomes, dude. That that to me, he's not. He to me, he's overrated, bro. I mean, he's he's not he's not a one, but I think he's a good receiver. Mm, I don't think he doesn't. I don't think he adds anything here. In my opinion. I disagree. I think I think he's big body. He can go over the middle. I do hate that he's kind of bitch made Pat, but that's, that's which I mean. why I, I don't want him here. I don't want. Which him. is why I, I wanted Alan Lazard because he gives you everything that Juju gives you, but he, he feels like he's a he's a bit of a tougher son of a bit. Alan Lazard reminds me of a little bit of Quan, which is why a I kind of want yes. him. Yeah. Uh, Broncos making moves. Mike Glinchy, right tackle from San Francisco. That's a big move for them. Good a nice move. Broncos could be sneaky good next year. All depends on Russ, man. But but like I I just I feel like Russ is gonna have a bounce back. I mean, I would hope so. They're paying him a shit ton of money. But last year, he looked bad, bad. Hey, first off, look at – real quick. Look at this guy. Oh. Ow. Chin. Yeah, I hope Russ does because, I mean, from what I've heard, kind of seems like a scumbag, but – I Yeah, I think he is low-key. Don't know, allegedly, but I think he might be a piece of shit. No, we know him. And, dude, with the social media world, we know everyone nowadays. He sucks. Well, well – you know, Team Three's running his social media. He's not doing it. So, well, actually, no, that's not true because he posts those Mister Un- 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 Unlimited videos. So, and is- his Subway commercials suck ass. So, terrible commercials. Uh, we mentioned we mentioned Jesse Bates to the Falcons, Tremaine uh, Edmonds to the Bears, which this contract stood out to me because it made the Roquan Smith deal look a ton better. Tremaine Tremaine Edmonds got four years, seventy six, and I forget how much was guaranteed. Uh, Roquan got. Five years, a hundred with sixty guaranteed. So, I mean, you're essentially paying twenty million. Worst case scenario for the best Rogue, linebacker, Rogue one, of, so one of one of the best inside linebackers in the league. How many years we have him for? Was it five? Five. I can live with that. I can live with yeah. that. 
Uh, we mentioned Jim G to the Raiders and Devon Hargrave to the 49ers. All obviously been other moves, uh, like Hayden Hurst going to the Panthers today. Uh, but Snooze those fest. those were the big Snooze ones. Fest. Yeah, Snooze fest. Those were the big ones that really stood out to me. For, Can for I just off, off this? I'm so glad Jimmy G went somewhere because I was so scared he was coming here. I was so scared. Which also, I don't know if you guys are kidding or if you're serious. I think Todd's serious. I don't know about you. You guys got to get off this Carson Wentz to Baltimore thing. It's not happening. Like in no in no world. Will Carson Dante. Wentz ever Dante. even remotely possibly Dante. be a Baltimore Raven? At no Dante. point will that ever happen. If you go into the season with Tyler Huntley as your starting quarterback, you I need would rather have I would rather have Tyler Huntley. I understand that, but you need a backup. I would rather sign Kyle Bowler out of retirement. I understand you would, but this front office, you never know. Dante, no way, Dante, you have you have called me oblivious for thinking that Lamar was leaving at any point. That's true. That's true. But Scott, if it, at it any point makes too much sense. If at any point Carson Wentz is a Baltimore Raven, I will jump into the harbor. No, I no no no. I no, solemnly, no. I solemnly promise. If at any point he is a Baltimore Raven, I'll jump into the harbor. You know how we have a bet if Buck Showalter wins a World Series, I get to poop or toot in your face. Yes. This time I get to poop in your face. No, I think I'd rather just take the water of the harbor. No, it's not enough. Because you know what that would have meant? You know what that would have meant? That would have meant that Lamar's gone, and I was right, and that Carson Wentz is here, and I was right. I think that deserves me to poop in your, on your chest. No, thank you. But if you're so confident it's not going to happen, why can't you commit to it? Because I just don't like that thought. I don't. I don't need that holding over my head for the next eighteen months of my life. I would so much rather. I. I would. I would much rather hurl my body into the harbor. Well, that's not. That's. That's not that, how dirty that water is. That's not that funny. You know how dirty my poop is. It's probably. It's probably cleaner than the harbor's water. Look, that's possible. I just don't. I don't like the thought of you defecating anywhere near my body. I just don't. Sorry. The only other big move today that happened, uh, we mentioned the Eagles cut Slay. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys cut Zeke, which I feel like this was always coming. But yeah, I, but I oh, had a Juan, feeling. Juan Soto home run. Let's go. Dude, give me the fireworks in this baseball game. Fucking right. I a, love it. This is a great ball game. Um, no, see, see I'm, I'm on a little bit of a different side. I'm not totally shocked, but I'm a little, I am a little shocked that. Yeah, that's what I'm released. I, I, oh, I, just, I knew this I was know. coming. I don't know, I'm a little. It's an unfortunate state, but like nobody's paying running backs, and like they're just so replaceable, which sucked. But I know it does suck. It does suck. It's sad, but I mean that's just the reality of the position. It, it is. You take it too, is. You take too many hits to really invest in it, and I mean it makes sense. It just you know it's unfortunate. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just I I think it's a bigger story than what is being told, but it is what it is. I agree. Uh, all right, that's about all I had on football. We really much, really hit everything that we pretty much wanted to talk about. Do you have anything before we move on? No, no, I, I thought that was I thought that was nice. Hi, Jim. So we've been we've been mentioning this baseball game that's going on right now. Let's talk some World Baseball Classic. Golly, what a great tournament it's been so far. Dude, this has been this has been everything I expected and wanted it to be. It's been so much fun to watch. And admittedly, I've really only been attentively watching the United States. But like I've peeped in on other games here and there, and I've been following it on on social media. 
this tournament has been great. Like there's been competitive baseball. There's been some blowouts. There's been some surprises. I mean, everything that you could have possibly wanted out of this, you've got. The Dominican Republic, the Dominican Republic being down 4-1 on March 15th on their do or die game. I would be shocked. The odd one favorite pre-tournament. They were, uh, they were fucking, they were Roach's pick in the tournament. Yeah, I would, I would have been, if you would have told me that, I would have been shocked. I, so, I mean, it's, there's a part of me that's, it's so weird with this tournament because they're playing it at a point in the year that's so weird. Um, yeah. I was saying to my dad, I, I, I wish they would, I wish they would play this in like December because you would yeah. get guys that are a little more like, or right after the, the season ended. So you would get more players, I think that way. And you would get more teams willing to give their guys to this tournament. Um, yep. I I hate that baseball is like the only sport in other than football, but like basketball, hockey, they give their players over to these tournaments without. I mean, there there's fears, but like baseball is just so soft. Like you're playing baseball, let them go out and play. Who freaking cares, man? I know. And like we talked about it a little bit last week. The the thought of teams not wanting to their guy, especially a pitcher, to get hurt in a different uniform. He's still throwing only two to three innings. Just let him go. Exactly. Like, like with the 65 pitch limit, which I don't love, but I understand why I have to have. And I I get it with the 65 pitch limit. Like you're really mitigating any real risk there. Like if, if, if they're taking care of themselves, if you don't have any injuries or any sort of issues, Coming hate, into the tournament, I like, why the 65, not? Man? I hate the sixty-five pitch limit. I hate it. I don't. I don't like it, but I understand. <clears throat> I understand why they have to have it. It's. I mean, it makes sense. It's fortunate, but it makes sense. There, Michael Elias said it the other week. He was on some podcast, or maybe he was just being interviewed. That there's no real evidence to show that pitch counts or inning counts are like a legitimate tractor of what gives a player Tommy John. Um, or or enter, like en- injuries total. Um, okay. I just, dude, I don't know. There's no other sport that tracks how many freaking plays they play. I just, I just uh, basketball load management. No, I understand that, but that's soft. That's stupid. Yeah, it's soft it, for sure, but I mean they're trying to protect their assets. Okay, well, okay. so listen, to this. LeBron has done load management. And he's gotten hurt the last two years. So like, it's well, just LeBron's you're gonna get hurt. If you're gonna get hurt, you're gonna get hurt. I just. I, yeah, I guess. I'm. Let's let's uh, let's let's take a look at standings real quick because some of this is probably to be expected. Some of it is just not. Um. So pool A, we talked about it last week with Roach. Uh, we all had, or excuse me, you and Roach had Netherlands winning this group. I had Italy winning the group. Netherlands advancing. Currently, Cuba's top spot. Everybody in this group is tied. Uh, two and two. Cuba and Italy right now have the tiebreakers and would be advancing Netherlands is right on there because like I said, everybody's two and two but that's an interesting group just because literally everybody's neck and neck with each other yep uh pool b japan and obviously everybody Holy hell were they dynamic japan is dominating four and oh uh australia three and one i can't remember who i think i said korea was gonna advance um but roach i think said australia and as of now, I think their pool is actually done, so they'll be advancing. That's cool. Good for them. Nice. Uh, pool C is another one where I don't necessarily think anybody expected what's going on. Canada, U.S., and Mexico are all tied. Uh, Big game one, tonight for the U.S. Big game. One game to go for each. USA has Colombia, right? 
Yeah. And who did Canada and Mexico play? Do you know? Well, Canada lost today to, oh, shoot, Mexico. Oh, they lost to Mexico. Yeah, yes. 10 to 3. So Puerto Rico is currently playing Dominican Republic, and then after that, USA plays Colombia. Okay. So if USA wins, they're in. Correct. Yeah, tonight's essentially okay. a must. A w- there is a way where they can lose, I think, and get in, but they have to th- just win. Just win. No, actually, I don't think they can get in if they I lose. Was, I was going to say, because if they lose, then they're 2-2. Two two. Columbia is 2-2. Two two. Columbia has the head-to-head, and Mexico also has the head-to-head. I don't think they could get in if they lose. No, they the U.S. has to win tonight, yeah. Okay. And then Pool D, probably the biggest surprise of the entire tournament. Fucking Venezuela is 4-0. and Dude, Venezuela has been awesome. Anthony Santander has been hitting bombs. Hottest hitter on the planet right now. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, second hottest behind Aston Kirsten. Oh. Wow. It's like, Aston's hitting like 500 in spring training, dude. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. No, I mean, the baseball, when it's being played at a high level with high intensity, is just beautiful. It's an awesome it's thing. Best. It's the best. Um, yeah. I mean, we've, we've said it a bunch. I don't think I can say it enough. This World Baseball Classic has been great. I'm super I I'm not excited for it to end. I'm excited to see it like come to a head though because I feel like everybody's playing pretty good ball who you expected. Mm-hmm. And, and like the elimination stage is just going to be electric. I would love to get like an Adam Jones, Danny Machado and San Diego moment something like that like with the electricity that kind of just has everybody erupting. I think US could probably bring it in the elimination stage just with the guys they have on their team. Yep. But, I'm excited. I'm excited for the elimination stage of this tournament. I think it's. I think there's going to be fireworks. You want to talk about fireworks? I think there's going to be some crazy shit going on. Me too. I. I. Well, I mean, you've already kind of. Seen, there hasn't been like a huge moment so far in this tournament. There's just been a right, lot that's, of like. Exactly. Just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm. I'm excited. I am excited. I. I love big tournaments and stuff like this. That like, in March, I get to watch meaningful baseball. Are you kidding me? I love it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and like the energy from these players are just so cool. Seeing like the Dominican, the Puerto Rico, the Venezuela is like losing their mind in the dugout. It's just, it's awesome. I love it. There's, there's so much fun to watch these teams. Also, uh, who decided uh, to put Puerto Rico, Dominican, and Venezuela all in the same pole? Yeah, that kind of sucks. That's like when you have uh, like Spain, Germany, and Italy in the same World Cup group. Like it's just, it's the group of death, but it sucks. Yeah, I, I yeah. Like, would have loved to see maybe Dominican Republic get put in Netherlands and Italy's pool, and then move like maybe like Chinese Taipei to this one. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm sure there was a reason for it. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's about all I had on the World Baseball Classic. I, I just wanted to mention how fun it's been and, and how surprising at times it's been. You mm-hmm. have anything else you want to mention? No, I think this is great for the game of baseball. I think it's oh, 100%. I think it's That's actually a really good point. I think it's great. I think it's important. I think it's these are the things that baseball needs to do and they need to get more involved with and they need to get their players more I mean, could you imagine if Bryce was on this team like and he was he was he was he was, judge. he was going to be until he got hurt. So like that that it's not his fault, but it's just the more and more these tournaments happen, they need to continue doing it. I know no one from people who make those decisions or hear me say that, but it's just they need to continue. I never know. be listening. You might, you might be right. They need to continue this tournament. I remember a couple of years ago during COVID, they were thinking about eliminating this and just making it into the Olympics, yeah. but 
Thank God they didn't. But the Olympics cuts into summer, so then you would have guys leaving midseason like they do with the NHL. And like, you can't have that. So um, I think this is really the perfect time, other than, like I said, I wish they maybe might do it like after the season so that you get – but then I don't know what that does. So it seems like right now they got it, and it, it's pretty new. So it's still – I mean, this is what, they're like 10th time doing this or 5th time? I don't know what it is. Um I think it's great. I'd, I'd love it. I look forward to it every, what is it, two years, I think? And I, I, I love it. Is it two years? Well, yeah, I know it was, I think it was every two years because. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought it was like three or four years. Am I, I, I could be totally wrong. Uh, all right. That's about it on the World Baseball Classic. It's been a great tournament. I can't wait to see what happens over the next couple of days. Um, but nevertheless, like you said, it doesn't come around every year. So enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last couple things before we wrap up the show. Let's talk some golf, Scott. Oh my God, dude. That player's championship. Scott Scheffler. So I just want to say this. I want to get out in front of it and say it. This may be a hot take. It may be a wild thing to say. I don't really think it is, but maybe it is and I'm wrong. I think Scotty Scheffler is currently on a Tiger-esque run where every, every time he steps on the tee box, you feel like he could win the tournament. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think he would have been on that if he would have won. I forget what it was. It may have been the U.S. Open or the Open. I'm not entirely sure. He had a chance to win another major last year, and he just didn't quite tack that one on. He blew it a little bit, I think, on Sunday. No, dude, but Scotty Scheffler is playing a game and a style I mean, of game right now. Bro, he, he won the fucking players by five strokes. Yeah, oh, bro, there's there's no doubt. And so the fact that it's carrying over into the next season is, it, like, you sometimes you see guys that go on those runs that are, like, a month long or even, like, they one season hot. long. He's carrying yeah. it over into the next season. And so when you hear guys like JT, Spieth, and um, I forget who else said it, that are acknowledging that he's on a different level, I mean, that's that's acknowledgement. That's absolute you're, – you're dominating. Um yeah, I, I think Scotty Scheffler is playing a great game. I think he's leaps. I think what's really cool about Scotty Scheffler is he has such an unorthodox swing. You hear about these PGA mm-hmm. guys, and you hear about like the, the commentators talk about how dialed in they always are and like how perfect everything is. It just lets you kind of be like, damn, like I could be good as long as I stick to my strengths. Um, so, yeah, I, I, dude, golf is in such a good position. It sucks with the new rule that they might be proposing into the PGA, which fucking blows. Um, but no, I think I think golf is awesome. Um, it kind of did suck that like Scotty was up against. I don't want to say a no name because he isn't, but like I wish Sunday had a little bit of a better of a better field. Yeah. But I, I think do it, think it we're going to start seeing that. There was a JT or a Rory or somebody like that at the top. So what yeah, I was going to say though is I feel like we are going to start seeing that where Sundays don't look quite as loaded because of live. They've taken the other half of the really good golfers in our in our sport. So I, I don't know. I, I I do I will say I do miss the Deshambo storyline. I do miss like those names being in the tour. Um, but no, I mean the Players Championship is such a great tournament. We got a couple of really nice tournaments here in between the Masters. Um, I was gonna say the up the upcoming ones are pretty good. So the Valpar is this week, which I don't yep. know necessarily that the field is all that great, but. Should get nice, some guys. Nice course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, great course. Uh, after that is the Corrales Punta Cana Club Championship, which I doubt anybody of importance is going to play in that. Nope. Uh, but then it, ra- it ramps up. So following that is the uh, 
the Texas Open, the Valero Texas Open. That's a huge one. And then it's the Masters right after that. So the Valero probably going to have a ton of high name guys playing to get ready for Augusta. And then after that, it's the Masters. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I This is such a fun time of year of golf because it's like the players kind of kicks off the important – a little bit of it is the, uh, the, the genesis, but the genesis kind of feels a little bit like it's still a – and I know they're trying to change that, but the genesis feels a little bit still like a spring training to the majors – and Arnold mm-hmm. Palmer Championship, the 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 one in Orlando, it feels a little bit like a pre-run up to the players, which is important because they've loaded the points now, um, and the purse is large now. So, I mean, the players is essentially a major now. I mean, it's the same. It's yeah, essentially it's, an, exactly. It's the fifth major. Like yeah, I, I mean, essentially, I, it's it, it's it, but now especially because which kind of does blow a little bit because like before it was solely off of credibility. Now it's off of purse size that players are like, okay, this is an important one, but I do get mm-hmm. it. I mean, it was a huge tournament, so they should have upped the purse. So no, I, I love yeah. the players. Players is one of my favorite tournaments of the year. Yeah. It's a great event. And I mean, the event independent of itself, it's a great course. I love DPC. Oh Spurs. my God. That course is gorgeous, dude. It's so cool. It's unreal. Absolutely unreal. Uh, but yeah, like like you said, I think golf's in a great spot. The next couple of weeks are going to be really, really fun to watch. I'm just counting down the days to the Masters, man. I cannot wait. Cannot wait for that shot to be coming up my Magnolia Drive with all these aliens. Yeah, I'm man. just so excited. I am so, so, so excited. All right. That's about it on golf. Uh, last thing before we get out of here. Like we mentioned at the top of the show, best time of the year, most wonderful time of the year. March Madness is officially starting. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it's starting tonight. If you're listening to it after Thursday, it's already started. Scott, you and I have talked a good bit off air. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it last episode at all. I don't think we did. Um, but I, I'm i just so, so, so happy that we finally made it to March Madness. I've been, I've been doing research. I've been handicapping games. I'm going to have so many bets to put out on Thursday. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, but I guess we'll just start at the very end. Who is your prediction to win the tournament? I have the Texas Longhorns. Horns up. Horns are up in the basketball tournament. I, I wanted Alabama, um, but it just didn't. I was, so one of my favorite things about March Madness is I love college basketball. And I think I've said this on here before that like there's so much in college basketball that I just can't keep up with it. But one of my favorite things about March Madness is that I have no idea who is supposedly good and who is supposedly not. Like, I mean, I have an idea. Like, I I, I know enough to have an idea. Like, I knew Alabama, Texas. I know Duke's been running hot recently. I know those things. But like. My favorite thing is I, I go in blind and I just shoot from the hip with the brackets, having no fucking clue what I'm doing. And I'm so confident in them that, like, then it doesn't happen and I get mad. It's just the best. Like, March Madness is remarkable. So I got horns up for this tournament. Um, from what I do know, they're fast. They can, they can, they can bang the three, which I love. And we, they just, that's it. That's all I know. I read up on, I looked up a quick thing before I did the bracket. I said, who should you look at? I looked, I typed it into AI actually. And they told me Texas. So I'd take a Texas. Wow. Chat GPT made your picks for it. 
Hell yeah, they did. No, 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 no. I they did not. I just said, who should I be paying attention to this March Madness? And they took a they took care. That actually that actually is a really good uh, research tool that I never really thought of. Dude, bro, that thing, that thing is great. There's been a couple times where I've been like with school that like I struggle with school with getting papers and presentations started. Once I'm in them, I can rock and roll. It's how I start. I, I used to, I used to be that way too. Yeah. Once I get them started, I rock and roll. And I run, but I struggle mm-hmm. with like the first couple sentences that get me like moving into the topic I'm going to discuss. And I've struggled with ending it and it's been great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I never really thought to do something like that to where, like, you ask the, the AI, like, hey, tell me what I need to know about this season of college basketball or whatever. That's really interesting. And yeah. honestly, it's really smart. <laughs> um, so as somebody who – I wouldn't say I'm, like, a very close follower of college basketball. Like, I'm not one of these guys that's watching, like, American conference games on, like, a Tuesday night. But I do like college basketball. I love to bet on college basketball. And from betting on college basketball, I learned that I love watching college basketball. Uh-huh. So – I follow the uh, the Power Five conferences. I follow the Big East, and every now and then I'll follow like a good, you know, mid major story or whatever. Um, so, like you, Scott, I also have the Texas Longhorns winning my bracket. Oh, horns! Horns are definitively up on this program. Wow, our horns are up. Horns are up. Horns are up. Uh, if if you want if you want to bet that Texas outright is plus fifteen hundred right now, just fun fact. Wow, um, that is nice. Some other teams that I'm going to look at. So first of all, I love Alabama, and I, I also too. thought about I also thought about having them to win my bracket, but I don't know statistics on a number one seed winning the bracket and what the success rate is there. So that's kind of why I went away from it. But they are unequivocally the best team in the bracket. Hey, they they have the best no, player. AI told me that the percentages are against one seeds and they are in favor of two okay. seeds. Okay, so that makes sense. Um, but they are unequivocally the best team in the in the country. They have the best player in the country, in my opinion, Brandon Miller. I don't care what anybody wants to tell me about Zach Eady. Fuck Zach Eady. Brandon, Brandon Miller? Miller? He, it's Brandon Miller. He's the best player in the country, for sure. Bad guy, maybe, probably, but... This makes sense. You're a fan player. of Ray Lewis, and he killed someone. So yeah, it makes sense. Brandon Miller is the best college player, college basketball player in the nation right now. That's just a fact. Uh, Alabama to win the tournament is plus seventy five hundred. Some teams that I'm fading. Uh, I am fading the ever loving shit out of the Purdue Boilermakers. I do not believe in this team. I do not either. Every every time I sat down and actually watched them play they have struggled with a team that they should have beaten. The first first time that I actually sat down to watch a Purdue game was the Purdue at Maryland game a few weeks ago or a month ago or whenever that was. And Maryland boat raced them, ran them out of the fucking gym, beat them by like 20-something. Yeah. And yeah. obviously we know we know Maryland was undefeated at home in the Big Ten. But, look, Purdue is a better team than Maryland, or at least you would oh, think. Oh, one million percent, yeah. So I'm, I'm fading the shit out of Purdue. Uh, also fading Kansas, but not to the same effect that I'm fading Purdue. I, Kansas has this player. I forget his name. Uh, number 10. I think it's like Jaden Wilson or Jalen Wilson, something like that. He wears number 10 for Kansas. He is an absolute dog. But I just don't think they're nearly as good as they were last year. And I think them as a one seed, I mean, it's probably right based off of how the committee does their seeding. I just don't think he's 
I don't think they're as good as they were last year. So I'm fading Kansas. Um, another team that I like to win the tournament, and this may be misplaced confidence just because of their coach and their brand, but I like UCLA at plus 1,200. I, I just do think too. I like I like UCLA. Good guard play. Mick Vernon has been there, done that. I like him a lot. Um, again, it might be misplaced confidence, especially after what I saw against Arizona in the Pac-12 championship. Uh, but nevertheless, I like UCLA a lot. Another long shot that I like, uh, and again, not really a long shot just because of, you know, the grand scheme of it all, but I think they're a four seed. UConn Huskies. Mm. UConn Huskies. This one is a little tough because they don't have a true guard. They don't have a true point guard running the show, but they're really hot. They were really good in the Big East all year. And depending on how that part of the bracket shaked out, I could see them coming out of it. Um, but nevertheless, those are some of the teams that I like to win the tournament. Some teams that I'm looking at specifically in the first couple games, um, Iona, they're playing UConn in the first round. This is a big story because apparently Rick Patino may be going to coach UConn next year or in or I don't know, something going on with Rick Pitino and UConn. I don't necessarily know what it is. Maybe it was because he used to be there. I don't I don't know. Uh, but that'll be a good storyline. That is going to be an awesome game. I don't know when it is. It's going to be an awesome game. Um, Oral Roberts versus Duke. I'm putting Duke on upset watch against Oral Roberts. I think really? Duke is a little bit I think Duke's a little bit inflated right now. They have been hot, but I think they really haven't shown a ton all year. Uh, so I'm looking at that game. That'll be a good game as well. Um, another game I think has potential to be really, really good, maybe overlooked in the first round. Colgate versus Texas. Texas, like we, we know that Texas they can run, they can shoot, they can score. So can Colgate, though. Colgate can score, and if they're on, this has potential to be a really high scoring game, and I think it could be a lot tighter than people think. So, those like are some that. games that I'm I, I like that. Those are some games that I'm looking out for. Um, here's a stat that I heard today, actually, that's interesting. If you're going to be betting these games, which I will be betting all of them first half unders, this is kind of a nuanced sort of piece of betting information here, but first half unders with a total of 65 or higher 17 games over 500 in the round of 64 since 2011. Really? So if you're just looking to like have a little action on a game here or there, you don't really want to be too invested, but you want to have some scratch. Find games that have 65 or higher as the first half total, and then just bet the under. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool stat that I saw today. So I'm definitely gonna be doing that. Nice. Um yeah. But no, nah, man, I'm super excited for this tournament to get started. Um, we our intern put out on social media that we're having a bracket challenge going. If you're listening to this, depending on what time of the day on Thursday, it oh, might be. Oh, hell yeah. Please upload. Yeah, might might still have some time to get in. We've put it all on our socials. The intern's going to retweet it again Thursday morning for anybody who may have missed it. Get in on it. We're going to give some shout outs. We're going to give some love. We might even have the winner come on the show, talk about their picks and their thought process. Maybe, maybe that'll be something that we talk about. Uh, but nevertheless, get in. We're trying to get as many people as possible, just make it a fun thing between our, uh, our little community. But nevertheless, Scott, we're here. Mark Madness has officially begun. Hey, you know what's great? What? So normally, so what? There's how many weekends in March Madness? Uh, I think it's like three weeks or a month long. I think it's a month. So hold on. 
So by the time that one, two, three, four, leading in, so let me just confirm something real quick. Give me a second. So, mm, leading in to the end of March Madness is the week of the Masters. Ooh. I'm pretty sure they end on the same weekend. They normally do, but... Yeah, because national championships are usually on a Monday. Correct. So, we have that. We have this to get us over until the Masters, right? But we also have the World Baseball Classic until opening day, a week before opening day. So, Dante, listen to this. This is the last episode where we have to talk about off-season or just kind of bullshit nothing. Once the O-season starts, dude, we get the O's to talk about for a week worth of content. We're going to be playing golf more. We're going to be uploading yes, our we content. Are. We're going to be having a bunch of stuff. We got the society going on that we're going to figure out a way. We're going to look. I'm going to look into it this weekend when I'm on the flight. I'm going to look into how you can live stream and clip it together, and I can do the video editing. I would love to do that. So we can video edit our shit and play in the society with Roach. Brother, we got a shitload of stuff coming up. It's yeah, we are. We, I'm super excited about all the shit that's going to be coming down the pipe, not just like for us and the program, but just in general. As oh, sports dude, fans. just just stuff in sports. I'm just it's Jim best. wants to make an appearance. We're a, great, a great time. Jim has made his appearance on the wave. He is he is the he's the team mascot. Jim, Jim, is he a little bit of Aaron Rodgers, a little bit of an attention whore? A little bit. I mean, he's wearing he's wearing a green, uh, green harness, so him and Aaron Rodgers. Silence retreat, Jim. There he is. That... <laughs> All right. Jim clearly wants some attention from you. So go ahead and wrap the show up. You go back to your pup real quick, as we always do before we get out of here. Shout outs, Scott. I got two this week, brother. Since we, 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 we weaved away from him. My man, Lamar Jackson. Lamar, whether you get no reach outs this week, you got love here, dude. I love you. I care for you. I hope you get your bag, whether it's here or elsewhere. Hope you get your fucking bag. And I hope you get generational wealth where you can help your children's children and your mama who's helped you get to this point because I love you and you made me a fuck. You saved me from the depths of being a Ravens fan, but I hope you stay here, Baltimore, and I fucking love you. Number two. I'd like to, re- I'd like to retweet that. Thank you. Retweet. Um, my number two is just television, dude, and The Last of Us. My... Oh. Christ, what an episode that wrapped that up. That was so ending. good. Actually, I'm so going to revert. Who my shout-out is, is Pedro Pascal. Because, brother, he crushed that finale, 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 and he is crushing it, even though it's not really him, him and Mandalorian. He is making so much money, and I love him. He was on Hot Ones. If you haven't watched it, that, I, was, he, that was awesome. That was a he great was incredible on that episode. I feel like we mentioned Hot Ones. I want him to get Andrew Garfield. In the worst way. I feel like Andrew Garfield will be a great grab. Like, there's my two shout-outs. Lamar Jackson, Pedro Pascal, and like a little bit of, oh, inside the Parker. Wow. Wow. And a little bit of me, I kind of alluded to it earlier at the top of the episode of just how I've handled shit in the last seven months. I've had some life-changing shit happen to me. And like, I've been stressed, but like, good stress. Like, just like kind of took the punches of life and had some bad days here and there, but I've recouped and I feel great, dude. Feel good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Those are good shout outs. I like that. 
So mine this week, I also have two. So the first one goes out to my boy, Bobby Santoni. You guys hear him every week when you listen to us. He does the he does our intro and outro songs. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him since high school. He's a good dude. He just dropped uh, last Friday, uh, the day that we released episode 44. He dropped his volume five uh, of his mixes that he does. It's called Phantom Volume 5. It's incredible. I've listened to it like six times so far. I've listened to it in the gym. I've listened to it on my commutes to and from work. It's incredible. If you like dance music, if you like uh, like big booty mixes is, is the best comp. But it's pregame music, it's gym music, it's, you know, party, whatever. Give it a listen. It's fantastic. I'll have the intern tweet out the uh, the SoundCloud link, but go check him out. He's awesome. Uh, my second shout-out of the week, this kind of goes back to the World Baseball Classic just being awesome. I might fuck this name up. Duke Heber? Or you know who I'm talking about. You were there. Yeah. Nicaraguan pitcher. Uh, he I forget how old he was early 20s maybe in a game Nicaragua versus the Dominican Republic he struck out Juan Soto, J-Rod and Rafael Devers in a row and then Shoot. after the game he got he got signed by the Tigers which I thought was really cool. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah, just a, a really cool opportunity or example of a guy getting an opportunity and killing it and it paying off for him. So I just thought that was really cool wanted to shout him out. I love that. Nice. All right. Well, that's about it. Episode 45 in the books. Everybody, happy March Madness. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, if you're going out this weekend, if you're enjoying it, please be safe. <laughs> I'm actually going to be in Epcot during St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to be an issue. Yeah, I'm going to be at Looney's from Friday until Sunday. Uh, if anybody's listening, come find me, and uh, we'll talk about some shit. I may not be able to form sentences, but I'll be there. You, you um, might be speaking like Lou Holtz before the weekend's over. I'm going to be speaking like Lou Holtz well, well into his old age. Um, listen, nevertheless, listen, if anybody, listen. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Um, but no, if you, if you're out of Looney's, come say hi. Uh, but if not be safe, have fun. Have if a you happen to be in Orlando, say what up. Yeah. If we have any listeners that are going to be in Disney, go say hi to Scott, go pull There's him out no of the chance, water. When the hey, if, you, if you see me, say what up. Yeah. And if you see him, you know, floating in the water because Lamar was just traded, make sure to pull him out. No, don't. Stay hydrated, fam. <laughs> Keep going.
I'm into you, I can't hide From the truth, drop my eye Pull me close 